You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface to review the seismic shifts changing everything in the music industry. I'm Dimitri Vitsa. I'm your host. I'm the CEO and founder of Rock, Paper, Scissors. We're a PR firm that focuses on music, tech, and music tech. And I'm at the DIY Musician Conference in Austin, Texas. And I've run into somebody that I've always wanted to talk to. Um, I've got here with me Jackie Lue Shul, the CEO and founder of Jaxta. How are you doing, Jackie? I'm great, Dimitri. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm a little out of breath running around this conference. <laughs> right. <laughs> Went out and saw Questlove last night, which was awesome. Epic. After your great uh, panel with him that about so exciting. creativity and data, yeah. <laughs> of all things. I know, right? Marrying the two seems a little odd, but it, it worked yesterday. As soon as I heard about Jaxta, I knew I wanted to have a conversation with you yeah. because I grew up listening to... Well, vinyl, then tapes, then CDs. I would go to the public library in Queens, New York, wow. and look for cassettes. And I discovered music at the library. Wow. Um, and eventually made my way into the village, in the Greenwich, Greenwich Village and city, and um, looking for vinyl and things. And I absolutely loved pouring over liner notes. And I've always liked really esoteric music. Um, and I always wanted to know what instruments were being played. Right. Um, so I was always digging for that, discovering actual like instruments I'd never heard of, um, trying to figure out what the timbres and the sounds were. So I've always loved the information around music. It was part of my experience. Me too. Me too. And um, so you're doing something really interesting, and we could say it's about data, but it's really what I'm talking about. It's like this information that goes along with the music that sometimes kind of gets... Uh, under notice gets undercredited. Totally. So why don't you tell us what you're doing with Jaxta? What it, what is it first of all? Uh, well, first of all, what we're building is the world's largest official database of music credits, and how we do that is we get the data from the custodians of the data. So our feed comes in directly from record labels, from publishers, from industry associations like the Recording Academy and RIAA comes into our system, we deduplicate all of it, map it together, and then deep link it. So you were mentioning before about that quintessential vinyl experience where you look at the back of the jacket, which is where we got our name from, Jackster. Ah. I know a lot of people think I named the company after myself. <laughs> uh, I did not. <laughs> My husband, actually, our co-founder, Louis Schroll, named the company because he was like, well, it's after the jackets and stars of the industry, so Jackster. I was like, that's really cool. I was paranoid people would think I named the company after myself though, but the thing is is that you look at a vinyl jacket or a CD booklet and it would tell you everybody that was involved, who mastered the album, who produced it, who the songwriters were, who was a bass player, who was a backing vocalist. And it was such a beautiful deep dive to be able to see everybody that was involved. But in this day and age, that information's hard to find until our platform existed. But also, it's so much better than that vinyl experience in the sense that you can actually click on an individual's name and see everything that they've done, which is really cool because that aids music discovery in a big way. Yeah, imagine you're holding a vinyl record jacket, you flip it over and then you touch your finger and all of a sudden you five more albums pop up or 500 more albums <laughs> pop up or something like that. It's the coolest thing. We were, um, we were looking at the credits for Skyfall with Adele and I don't think a lot of people know that 85 performers are on that beautiful piece of music. And we clicked on one cello player, Claire, 
and something like 911 credits came up for her of different pieces of music that she's recorded on. It's, that blows my mind. Mm. Yeah. So where did the idea come from? It actually came from, I, I transitioned from working in the film and television industry to working in music. I'd worked on some, some pretty sizable features in Australia. I had my first feature film that I worked on full time was an extraordinary experience because I was uh, assistant to the director and the producer of Star Wars, so not a small job. And um, in between features, because we, we don't have a prolific tentpole film industry in Australia, we have an amazing film industry, but we don't have film after film after film after film. So you'd work on a feature and then you'd have to scramble to find work and I'd go from doing, you know, working as George's assistant to folding t-shirts at David Jones, which is like the equivalent of Bloomingdale's. And then I would, I would help a friend of mine, Jamie Hilton, produce music videos. And through that, I got headhunted to go and work at EMI, which was incredible. And in that transition of working from film and television to music, I discovered that we just didn't have an official database of all this information. And in the film industry, I was so used to using IMDb every day. Who was the cinematographer on this film? Who was the head of costume? Who was the head of makeup? Um, you know, whatever it was, you were constantly looking up crew members. So when I transitioned to music, I, I wanted to find out who everybody was that was involved in a project and I couldn't find it. To put that in perspective, it was 2006 when Ask Jeeves was the number one search engine and MySpace was everything that we all used all the time. Wow. I know, I know. <laughs> giving my age away here. <laughs> so that's really where the idea came from and um, it took a long time to be in the right space at the right time to actually be able to do something about it. And a big catalyst was um, my beloved father got very sick and ended up passing away from Alzheimer's. And there's nothing like that to motivate you to do something. Mm. Yeah recognizing mortality and, and wanting to do whatever it is you're planning to do. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. my, my love of music comes from my parents. My dad was a, um, a jazz drummer and my mum was an amateur um, singer. And I'm married to a songwriter, record producer, multi-instrumentalist. I can sing really well in the shower in the car and that's about it. I ended up with no musical talent <laughs> whatsoever, but a major appreciation for it. And uh, yeah, I just... That's really where it came from, from my parents. Right, yeah. So initially it was an idea just like, oh, we should have something like this for music, mm -hmm. right? Um, but now you have to have a business model around it as well. So can you explain a little bit about what the business model is? And also, then we can get into a little bit about what kind of problems it solves to have this access Absolutely. to data and connections. But. So we have, to start with, we have two business models that we'll be rolling out to market. The first is a B2B subscription model which we've built for the industry and it's been done through doing a lot of uh, um, Q&A, if you will, with the industry. So it's kind of like a LinkedIn meets Bloomberg dashboard for anybody that works in the music business. So it's everything from people being able to update their profiles. So if you're an artist or a musician and you're a part of their team, you can update their profile image, you can update their social media handles, their bio, everything in real time. The moment you hit save, it's at the front-facing part of the product, of, um, of the platform. Uh, it also has chart alerts and a whole plethora of different um, assets to it. So if we've done our job well and you work in the music industry, we will save you at least 30 minutes a day. And depending on what you use it for, up to two and a half hours. Everything that you need will be on you at all times, which is really exciting. So that's launching before the end of the year, Christmas 2019. 
And then next year we're launching our commercial API. So what we'll be doing is taking all those beautiful credits of who played drum, who played bass, all of that will be going into commercial API, which we will be on selling to DSPs and um, smart speakerphone companies. So when you ask a service, hey, who played drums on this track? Instead of answering according to Wikipedia, it will go, the drummer is Dave Weckl. Can I please have a playlist of Dave Weckl? And then the next thing you know, you'll have a playlist. That's awesome. I mean, it's uh, it's interesting because voice is just taken off, voice Hasn't activation. It? And, um, um, you know, I think people are asking questions about how they get into the mix with yeah. that. And, and people are starting to wonder at labels and artists and things like that. It's how... Who's going to control that data? Who's going to populate that data? What happens if you have to update that data? Things like that. Right. So it sounds like Jaxta has a role to play there. It's in a way, it's it's when the search engines were originally kind of index first indexing and then crawling the web and things like that. That had a huge impact on search and and you know obviously we've heard for decades at this point that music is one of the biggest search things in on the web and now it's yeah. becoming the case with the smart speakers and, uh, and uh, hearables as well I, I heard somewhere that 68 percent of the requests that go to smart speakers are to do with music yeah that's big that blows my mind yeah well it uh, makes sense with speakers i mean more does. so than a browser because at least you can hear the music <laughs> yeah, like <true. laughs> it's the device is, you know that's that's a lot of what the device does but um but it means that there's this new search and discovery ecosystem that's emerging yeah. that the infrastructure hasn't been built for yet very true. So, um, I uh, going back to this idea that what if you could press like on an old physical product and mm. all of a sudden get exposed to all this stuff? Because to me, like that's the that's sort of like uh, the metaphor of what's happening digitally. It makes me start to wonder what are the new ways in which people are going to make discoveries as a result of having this massive database of, mm. of credits and. Um, relationships mm. between projects and people and things like that. I've seen various like almost like single use websites or apps that will show like almost like a live infographic of these relationships between right. music. Some are streaming players and things like that. But you know, somebody had to construct that each time and or maybe piece together some use a database that's not complete mm -hmm. so you don't know or you're like ah, something's missing here it's mm. not quite robust enough have you started to um, imagine what some future use cases will be once this is all in place like what types of interactions people are going to have with music how it could change discovery and, and things like that over the course of time absolutely we're working on some data visualization tools uh, which I think it's going to be so cool, <laughs> which will map your journey and what you've looked at and then also expose you to, hey, you clicked on this person. Do you know that they've worked with all of these different people? I think the, bigger, the two biggest things that I find when I use a platformer, first and foremost, I, I will click on a, an artist or a producer or you know, a songwriter that I love and then I'll see what they've worked on and I'll always find something I didn't know that they worked on. Like, oh, my God, they produced that or they co-wrote that song. It's amazing. And then I find myself singing the song. And I love that in our platform, you can see the lyrics and you can actually link off to different DSPs so Apple or Spotify to actually play the tune. I discovered that I have been singing the wrong lyrics to Kenny Loggins' <laughs> Highway Through the Danger Zone for 20 years. <laughs> that was a discovery because I was actually reading the lyrics as I was singing it. But then I found myself, you know, clicking through and just going on this journey, and I made it from um, our, our, our CIO, Phil Morgan, who is a walking encyclopedia of music. 
has constantly been telling me about Andy Wallace. And I made it from Kenny Loggins to Andy Wallace in five clicks, which was also like, wow, that is cool. Oh, you, know, yeah, you can go from Kenny Loggins to Andy Wallace in five clicks. It's amazing. That's, yeah, that would be interesting to see what kind of relationships you see, mm. not, not only with collaborators, but across genres, across Absolutely. scenes and things like that. Yeah. And I, like, I love that about the platform too, because I really think it breaks down barriers. There are a lot of, I mean, before I, before I worked at EMI, my repertoire of music was, was pretty much jazz, pop, classical, R&B. And then I moved to EMI and I got exposed to everything from hip hop to country to singer-songwriter. And my whole world exploded. It was, it was amazing. It was such a musical education. And with the platform, I feel like you really can go on that journey because you just start clicking. Once you're in there and you find someone you love and you find a release that they've done, it's really hard not to go down the rabbit hole. Legitimately, yeah. it's you know it, people people lose hours on this thing. So um, it's a B two B platform. Oh well, it's B two C at the moment. So well, not at the moment. Jaxta.com will always be a free website for okay. for everybody, and then B two B is Jaxta Pro that's going to be launching before the end of the year. Does the B two C? It's it's free. There's no premium. There's no nope. advertising. It's purely to expose people to this idea of music credits. Music credits. So it, that is the IMDb of yeah. music at that yeah. point, and that's available already. It's available right now. Great. J a x s t a dot com. Right. <laughs> so people listening can go play with that and search okay. for their favorite things and find new discoveries they've never seen before. Um, and then obviously this this kind of licensing of data phase will be rolling out as people show interest in as companies yeah. platforms DSPs show interest in using it. And then there's this kind of database lookup pro feature as well um, so what's the differentiation between the pro feature and the the website so with pro pro it's re it's been designed for industry prof professionals so we have chart alerts for example um, you know we my husband and our friends in the music industry who are you know prolific music makers will have multiple releases going to market at the same time and right now to try and find out how something is charting is quite a laborious endeavor also just knowing that a song's been released there are a lot of people that work on you know on a piece of music and sometimes not everybody is notified that worked on it that it's actually been released to market so we have everything from you know release notifications to we'll let you know when something is charting you have 450 different filters you can choose from and we'll notify you that you know your piece of music is now in the market to um you know mark actual market information and really detailed calendar of events so you can make sure that you're putting everything into your calendar for the year the number of times when i first started the jackster journey i made two really expensive rookie mistakes one was i booked a trip to the uk to do meetings and i got 50 percent of the meetings i wanted because everybody was attending the great escape and then i managed to top that and go to la when coachella was on <laughs> <laughs> not smart but happened and so I was like we need it we needed an industry calendar so people can plan I mean you know you and I are traveling all the time we see each other at conferences all the time yeah. music beers in Nashville indie yeah. week in New York and now we're in Austin yeah. you know you, you I might not see you on a regular basis but I know I'm going to see you at a conference yes, yes and you need to be able to plan your year 
Yeah, that's awesome. And I like the notifications. It's like Google News Alerts for the music yeah, industry. Totally. And, and pre-news. It's not even the news. It's the release date yeah. or, or something like that. And that's cool. And there's much more to the product, but I don't want to give too much away before it launches. <laughs> right. Got you. What kind, of, um, what kind of feedback are you getting from different parts of the, of the music industry, the artist community? Uh, what what yeah. kind of reactions are you getting? It's been, um, honestly, it's been really moving because this has been six and a half years uh, for me personally and four years for most of the team. Um, and I just have to give a shout out to the team because, you know, I'm obviously here right now, so a lot of people think that Jackster is me, but you know our team are incredible, and we just wouldn't be where we are without them. So shout out to the Jackster crew. But um, yeah, I, it's been it's been amazing. I had the head of a company send me the most beautiful email two weeks ago, just saying congratulations to you and the team. I use it every single day. It's totally changed my world. So I called him, and I was like, oh mate, you know, thank you for your email. I really appreciate it. And he's like. Jack, seriously, I've saved it to my browser and I think I hit it about 30 times a day. Mm. I was like, wow. I said, what are you looking up? He goes, everything, literally everything. So that was, that was wonderful to receive. And then we received an email from a gentleman called Colin uh, a week ago. And it was the most moving, most touching email about just what it meant to him to see his credits mm -hmm. and how he, he's a songwriter or he's producer? a songwriter producer he puts his own music out and uh it was it was a very touching email we actually shared it with the whole team and um i i printed it actually i have a special box of notes in my office that i read if I, you know this journey is amazing but it can be challenging at times so i'll read those notes to um to remember the why of the whole thing but uh yeah it was really 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 special and then yesterday after the panel I think there, there must have been 10 separate occasions where people I had never met before came up to me and were like, oh, well, thank you for speaking. It was really great to hear the story. And, you know, I just wanted to know more about Jackster. So we were there and every time we looked a person up, their whole profile came up. And, you know, for me, it was really hard not to get very emotional in that moment. I was really, you know, choking back the cheers because <laughs> it was real. Yeah, yeah, you're you're out here at a very indie conference with very independent very artists, indie, and their yeah. data is showing up yeah. in a place that it probably wouldn't have a year ago. No. You know, so yeah, that's that's powerful because it means that for discovery. I mean, that's one of the things. You know, at the opening keynote here, Tracy Mannix mm -hmm. uh, kind of painted the picture of the CEO of CD Baby painted the picture of where the industry is going and how much more independent music is, and how the tables are turning towards independent creators, songwriters and mentioned that Spotify now saying they've got 40,000 tracks a day going up on their platform, which Amazing. is a huge <laughs> amount of tracks. So the fact that there is now a, a bit of infrastructure and um, systems in place where that those credits can get populated in an efficient way is kind of a big deal because in the previous year, the brick and mortar era, getting into the stores was a big deal. Right. You know, there's only so much space in most, most store, limited space in stores. And going digital meant every, everybody could get their stuff there, but how can you find it? And, right. and how, you know, what are the tools of discovery? And, you know, playlists are the thing right now for discovery, but in some ways, I think what you're, you're trying to put together puts some more discovery opportunities in the hands of the fan. Uh, totally. To go down their personal rabbit hole. Yeah. Nobody needs to curate it for them. They, no. can, they, can, they can have that fun digital crate digging experience. Yeah. <laughs> and that was something I was thinking about on the panel you and Quest Love did with Kevin Bruner from CD Baby yesterday was 
you know, and, and then I went to go see his, his DJ set last night where you could see like him pulling information from, you know, eras and times and places and genres that he'd put together in these way, totally unexpected ways. And only his creative mind could come up with the, you know, the Phil Collins drop into the like go-go beat or, or some, something Amazing. else, you know, some other crazy thing that, um, but now, you know, and I think the reason he came was because he wanted to talk about this. How do you find the credits? How do you find these relationships from mm. project to project as well? So I'm I'm so curious to see where this goes in terms of discovery. What Me too. what new um you know, like I said, you know, like I go to the public library as a kid looking for stuff and now I can have this whole other experience and searching for things. Uh just to clarify, a question I had on my mind, you're not doing anything with rights and royalties in no, this platform, no, are you? No, no, no. That is a yeah, that is not a part of the business that we want to get into. Our whole mission is credit where credit's due, and it's based on the fact that when I started volunteering in television, I was 12 years old. So I, um, when I finished school, I had an opportunity. I actually asked my parents if I could have a gap year, and that's how I ended up in the film industry. And how I got my gigs, my next job, was all from my credits. If I hadn't been you know, a receptionist and then become a runner and then a production assistant and so on and so forth, you just can't get your next job without your credits. It's really difficult. And it's no different in the music industry. If you don't get your credit as the assistant engineer, as the backing vocalist, as the bass guitarist, whatever position you are, songwriter, producer, it's really hard to get your next gig, especially when you're starting out. The credits are so important. And particularly in an industry like ours where you know, you're often missing a lot of stuff. You're missing weddings and anniversaries and birthdays because you're working so hard. But having your credit, it, it validates your contribution to that production and your, your overall existence. Like, hey, mum, hey, dad, I'm sorry I missed, you know, this event, but this was what I was working on and now you can understand why. You can see my credit and you can see everybody else that worked on the project. It's really critically important. Credits are... There's so much, they, they mean so much to the individuals and it's often how they get their next job. Mm. You know, it makes me think of um, the cliche that's starting to pop up at music industry events where people make the joke of at the end of something, they'll say, oh, I can't pay you, but you'll get great exposure. <laughs> <laughs> and at the very least, this credit makes sure that they're actually, they really are getting that kind of exposure in the digital landscape. Well, absolutely, because you never know who could end up listening to your music. You never know who could listen to a song and go, hey, man, who played bass on that track? Let's get him or her in for a session. That can happen, and it does. Hmm. But if you're not credited, how do they know? You're effectively wiping out an individual's existence, which is inexcusable. So the, the credits are abs absolutely critical. I mean, I don't know of any other industry in the world where people work on spec as much as they do in the music industry. Hmm. I don't think a lot of people out there know that. You don't go into a supermarket and buy a carton of milk and a loaf of bread and a carton of eggs and say to the teller, you know what, I'm going to come back next week and if I like the, pro the produce, I'll pay you. Mm -hmm. And yet in our business, a lot of people, unless you're at the, the really top end of the business, you know, songwriters write on spec. And they often don't get paid until sometimes a year and a year and a half after a song has been released. And sometimes those songs 
are sitting in, a, in somebody's repertoire for two years before they even get released. So they write something and they can get paid a year, a year and a half to two years after they originally sat in the room and co-wrote the song. I don't think a lot of people realise that. And that's why another reason why the credits are so important. It really means something to people. Mm, yeah, that's awesome. So just to just to kind of round up, the the pro the free web version that anyone can use is online now. Jaxta.com. Yep. The pro version is being launched before Christmas. Before Christmas, okay, of 2019. In case you know someone's listening to this that 20 years be. from now, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> and then down the road, the API with commercial mm. licenses, which is primarily for DSPs. DSPs and appropriate um, opportunities. So it need, you know, I'm sure there are going to be applications for this that we haven't thought of. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be the right application, and then um, and then we'll be doing that. And you know, we have a rev share back with our data partners as well. So, you know, if we we do well, everybody does well. That's the plan. So, um, what's the call to artists, labels, publishers? distributors around getting involved and making sure their data is up to date or are you done with that or is it all there oh no it's well we've we've we're pretty good with um the amazing support we've received from the independents and distributors like cd baby who's been there from from almost day one we have um we have the four majors so we have sydney uh, sydney i'm from sydney we have um <laughs> sony universal warner and merlin which is thrilling and um, we're adding more data partners all the time so, um, you know, we're keen for everyone to become a data partner. And obviously, if you're an artist or a musician, just, you know, make sure that you get your credits. And if you're going to go to the effort of, of creating a beautiful piece of music, please take the five minutes at the end of the session to record who was in the room. And just take the time, write it down, or use a system, uh, you know, where you can, like Viva Sound have an incredible platform where you can actually log you know all of your credits and you can do it in the session i appreciate that's not always the right vibe but at least afterwards write down who was in the room who played what who sung what who did what so that when that song gets released you can send it to your distributor you can send it to your label and it'll end up in the front end of platforms like jackster but it will have a life irrespective of whether or not it shows up on our platform. You need to get your, it's not a sexy word, but you need to get your metadata right. We finally said it. We, we almost got it. through the whole episode did, without the word metadata. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that you use credits as a way of talking about it more, just because it's more, it's a little more accessible. People mm. kind of know a little bit more about what it is. And also I think it fits with your mission. Yeah, don't <laughs> credit it? where credit's due. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Story behind the music, it's critically That's important. It, yeah. Well, did we leave anything else out about Jax? Anything else you want our lovely listeners to know or ways they can tap into uh, where to find you, how to connect, things like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, obviously we're on all the social media platforms and our company contact details are on the website, but uh, also to log feedback. When you go onto the site, there's a feedback button and you can let us know if your credits are missing or um, you know if you, if, if you have any feedback on how the platform can be better. We obviously want to know. But uh, yeah, there are many different ways to get in contact with us. But uh, yeah, just go in and start start doing a digital crate um, digging exercise. You know, I think the other thing is there'll be maybe less bar fights among musicians now about <laughs> who did about who did what or fans for that matter. Yeah. Just log on to Jackson. Well, well, I mean, if it's in if it's in our platform, it's come from a label or a publisher or a 
you know, an industry association of notes. So it's as accurate as it can possibly be. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to be on the oh, podcast. Dimitri, thank you for having me on. I love your podcast. Thank as you. you know. We thank have you. listening sessions in the office, so it's, it's an <laughs> honor to be here. Yeah, that was so amazing. You showed me that photo of your team listening to Music Tectonics to the Sound Exchange episode. Yeah. And I was like, this is awesome in Australia. There's a room full of people I don't know about who are listening. There so were thanks. 23 individuals <laughs> sitting down on our sofas. We had to pause a couple of times as um, ambulances went past. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was it was wild. It was a, That was a really great episode. If you... I'm not sure which episode number it's, it is. It, we but don't have numbers. It's if you okay. go back a, a couple months, Mike Huppy from Sound Exchange. Yeah, it was it was literally brilliant. If you want to understand the mechanics of the industry, it was a great episode. And since we're doing the flashback thing, we've had um, uh, Deborah and Drew from Viva Sound oh, on my favorite. We have a, a, po- a podcast called. Uh, 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 love, le- love Letter to the Future, oh. which is what Drew talks calls metadata. I love it. And so the Studio Collects uh, platform that they have that you were talking about, we've, we've oh, talked about brilliant. it. Oh, brilliant. So, so. That platform's amazing. But yeah, they're they're amazing human beings. And Deb's been, oh, she's been incredible to Jackster. Like, I just love those guys so they're much. They're great. Yeah, awesome. So thanks again, Jackie. Appreciate you being, well, appreciate you being at the DIY Musician Conference and working with us on the Questlove uh, panel. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was yeah. wild, yeah. wasn't it? We got good memories, <laughs> we, don't we? We do, yeah. And thank you for listening to Music Tectonics. Um, You know, metadata may or may not be sexy, but one thing that's really sexy is if you hit subscribe to our podcast on whatever you listen to, you can gather your coworkers around the the old speaker and and listen to a podcast episode, but you won't know about them if you don't subscribe. So please do that. You'll get notifications. And please visit musictectonics.com, our website where we post original content on our blog. And also you can sign up for our newsletter and you'll get a $50 discount on the Music Tectonics Conference badge. The conference is taking place October 28th and 29th, 2019 in Los Angeles. It's going to be great. We're bringing together the entire ecosystem around innovation and music. And the following day, um, A2IM Sync Up is taking place. We've partnered with them. So if you're an A2IM member, you can bundle tickets through their website. If you're not a member and you're interested in music tech, you should consider it because it's a great way to tap into an amazing network of independent labels. So thanks for listening and we'll be back next week with more. Listening to music tectonics.